Hey friends, this is Rob. Welcome to an experiment I'm calling Give Us This Day or Daily Guinness. Every day for a year, I'm drinking a pint of Guinness and recording a podcast episode. I'm sitting here right now in my studio in Minneapolis, and I was about to start recording a, a podcast thought for today, but Sarah's here. And I stole her. I live here. You live here. Yeah. And I stole you because I do want to borrow your memory because I have a question in this to bounce off you. I was in uh, right the front of an Asia tour. And one of the first uh, spots we were in were the Philippines. And I knew that we, I think we had a full day off in Manila. I had a conversation with someone I had met in the airport in LA flying over there. I just had randomly started a conversation with someone who happened to be from Manila. And they were saying, well, you need to look for a, a dish called Paxao Na Pata. I'm probably butchering that, Paxa Na Pata. And what it is, is it's a stewed uh, pig's feet. And she says it's amazing and it's a local specialty. If you if you're looking for one thing, search that out. Mm, bowl of trotters. A bowl of what is that? Bowl of trotters? <laughs> no, trotters are also what they call pigs vegan. Mm. Which feels very descriptive to me and that makes me uncomfortable. Oh yeah. So you I trot. you trot on your feet. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. So we get up in the morning and uh, I convince Jasper to go with me. Uh, to search for this food cart. So we go out, we grab, we find coffee someplace, and we're walking the streets of downtown Manila, and there are a bunch of food carts. And, you know, uh, even saying this reminds me of another trick that I learned from Andrew Zimmern. And his technique, whenever he's traveling, he always says, you know, uh, Americans are oftentimes apprehensive about trying food carts, like food from local street vendors in different countries. But he said the deal is that if they were serving food that had, had like food poisoning or food that was undercooked, they would they their whole livelihood would collapse. So he says if you're really nervous about it, just look for a food vendor that has a long line. Anytime you see a line to something, you know it's going to be good. So we're looking around, we, we find this line, and we go up to this person, and they don't really speak English. And I'm trying to I'm I, I'm trying to ask for this certain dish, and someone else comes up, and they they're someone that lives there, and like, can I help you? And I was like, they're helping me translate this whole thing. So we're having this conversation, me, Jasper, this local person, and the vendor to order this dish. We order it, get two plates of it, and the this uh, the local person that we had just met said, you should try this fish that they have, and fried it's fish. yeah, it's a it's a fried fish and it's completely whole like they gutted it but it's still on the bones i think it still had like the heads on it i didn't know what i, I had no idea how to eat this thing because uh, i always said all right i'll order it i had it right there and i didn't know what i was doing and i was trying to i was trying to talk with this person but their english wasn't that great and uh what i decided to do i just asked a couple of the people that were standing next to us if they would want one of these and their eyes lit up and they're kind of like yeah we totally have one so i ordered two extra of these dishes for them and they came out they and then i watched them and they showed me with their fish they ate it and they like took the head they ripped the head off a certain way and you like almost flip it inside out and you're eating the meat from it that makes sense 
but me having them instantly because I bought, that's why I call this buying the bar around. You don't have to buy, like, I didn't buy like the entire line or everybody that's around, but I bought a couple people there and I instantly made two friends. Yep. I mean, we've been in so, so many scenarios. Okay, this is, so this is why I wanna bring you in here. Can you think of a scenario, one way where either someone bought you a drink that you didn't know, or we have on our travels bought someone a drink? Yeah. Bought the bar around. For sure. Did you, like, well, we've never bought the bar around, but not, like, to go with your analogy, yes. Yeah. Is there a better is there a better term for this as I'm trying to label this? Well, that's like a well known term, so there's value. It sounds like, you know. Yeah, buy the bar around. Sounds good, but All it's right. misleading. Okay. I can't afford that shit. But I mean, even our most recent trip to New Orleans, but that one guy who came in with a few other guys and he ended up kind of hanging out with us the most. Um he's a bass oh, player. Yeah. We sat down uh, we're in New Orleans, and at the very end of the French Quarter on um, on Bourbon Street, at the very end when it starts kind of becoming a neighborhood, there is the Blacksmith Bar. And if you go there, there's like the prime seat that's right by the fireplace, and there's like this circular table that can hold about four people there. And this is pre-COVID time, so the place was packed, and somehow you had found a, uh, oh. you had gotten the seat, and I went to the bar. And, and we didn't go at like 10 o'clock at night. We were there at like... Yeah. Six, so bad. I come back. So I, I grab us a couple of beers. I come back to the table. I sit down and a gentleman approaches us and says, hey, I'm here with a bunch of people who just left me. They're going down Bourbon Street for a second. Is there any way I, you'd mind if I sit at your table? And we're like, yeah, of course. Sit down. His name was Brett. And we ended up having a great conversation. Uh, or did he offer us to buy us beer around first? No, I think he sat with us for a while and was like, hey, can I get your next drink? Yeah, he sat down and we started having a conversation, and it was. I was telling the story. Oh yeah, go you on. You asked me okay. about my memory. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So we're having this conversation with Brett. Yeah, well, we just really hit it off, and you know we were gonna kind of move on our way, and then he's like, "Hey, can I get you another round?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So by him getting us another drink, I mean we stayed longer and had a longer conversation, and ended up. I mean, he offered like he's like, "Hey, you want to meet up with us later tonight? Connect with him on Facebook and." Yeah, and I think that is, I'm so pumped you said that because I think that is something I would have overlooked, is that buying the bar around uh, is not about buying friends. It's not a way to initiate friendships. It's best, it's a tool to be used when you are in conversation with someone and you want to take that to the next level. You're not buying friendship, but it sounds... But you're kind of counteracting your Manila story where there were strangers and you offered to buy them fish. I think they're both connected somehow. I don't know how they're connected. But I, think I think that you can use it both ways. You can use it to elongate a conversation that's going great and you can use it to kickstart one. You don't have to pigeonhole it into one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's good. That helps me. But that's it. I think, uh, is there any other, I'm trying to think, there's been yeah, there's plenty loads. of times. Or there's uh, opportunities that were missed because we had to go somewhere. Or we were at a different bar in New Orleans, the same trip, catching up with this kind of older architect guy. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. And he offered to buy us a drink, but we had somewhere else that we were going to. So if we had been able to, we would have stayed and had a long conversation. That really high bar. You're very mm. giving in conversation. And I like that about you. Thank you. And I think that all ties. I mean, remember, even talking about this New Orleans trip, we uh, we were looking for a proper absinthe bar. So we found that mm. absinthe bar that's kind of a speakeasy that you had to go through another bar and go down an alleyway. And then we got in and you had to check in with somebody. We sat at the bar and uh, I sat next to a couple of gentlemen who were just speaking in Japanese on a business trip. 
you went to the bathroom and after we ha had, had had a couple of absinthe and I just turned to him and I said, hey, what brings you to New Orleans? And they said, well, we're from Japan. Uh, we're here for a business conference and he has he was giving a presentation on uh, what was it? It was Something some kind engineering. of engineering and he was super nervous. So he hadn't gone out and seen any of the city yet. So it was his last night. So he and his boss were there and they were drinking and they loved absinthe. I was like, I love it too. And we got to talking. He's like, well, yeah, I actually uh, cre I made a printer. I came up with like a home uh, 3D printer that printed a distil distillation. What do you call that? Like a pot still or? I don't even know what that would be like. I can't. I don't know what the type of, but a distillation process. And so he made his own absinthe. He's like super into it. So we ended up having this conversation and then he got really quiet. And after we had like connected for a, a minute, he said, I actually have uh, some of the absinthe that I made back in Japan here with me. Do you want to taste it? I was like, hell yes. He's like, well, I'm, I was actually way too, I really wanted the staff to taste it, but I was too nervous to ask them. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's like, I don't want to be offensive because like bringing outside alcohol. And I was like, dude, you made your own absinthe. Everybody here cares about absinthe. I bet the entire place would love that and he's like could you ask them for me so i got all the bar staff over and so now it's you it's me these two japanese guys uh and four of the bar staff uh including like the manager and the owner were, were there and we we're all huddled together it's like okay this guy's here he loves absinthe he made this he wants you to try it and give your honest opinion and feedback on his absinthe and they got so pumped made this big deal of it they brought out these glasses and we all drank and he toasted it to it and that's just another thing of buying the bar around in the world of travel um i don't know it's easy to look at travel and trips as something that you're taking from people you're constantly taking you're taking experiences you're taking conversations you're taking uh if you maybe you're buying gifts that you're taking home you're it's just, it's something for yourself but to uh think of travel and a trip as something you can give to other people being generous in your conversation yeah buying someone a thing at the round i i just think uh, I know for a fact that it's just completely unlocked some of the most interesting evenings. Buy the bar around is not just about uh, buying the entire bar around or buying buying friends or something like that. It's about being generous in your conversation, being generous in your uh, buying drinks for other people around you. If you, hey, I, I want, if someone has an interesting story, someone's listening to this and you have an interesting story where you were in a scenario that someone bought you a drink or you bought someone else a drink or you, or, or maybe it's food or you just uh, were intentionally generous with your conversation, starting up a conversation with a stranger at a bar and uh, it led to a fascinating evening. I would love to hear your story. You can write into me at rob at thecuriouspod.com. Or you can call the podcast hotline and leave me a message. You could record a message and email it to me if you want or uh, whatever. I'm at the Rob Morgan everywhere on social media. And I would love to share your story. 